0: coming up on this episode of nintendo cartridge society we must be trapped in a time loop because we're discussing new switch hardware rumors it's dangerous to go alone so the nintendo cartridge society goes with ya Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including, yes, rumors of a new Switch coming in 2021. And then on Thursday, we are going to be curating our own Zelda trilogies. But in the meantime, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. Patrick, am
1: I uh, able to, or is this revealing too much information if
0: I wish you a belated happy birthday? No, you can do that uh, t- today, the the time of our recording. It is not a belated happy birthday. Today is my birthday, uh, Monday, August 24th. Um, and-, and so thank you for being the first to wish me a belated happy birthday.
1: <laughs> right, on your birthday. I mean, yes. I think it's important because, uh, you know, w- the episode releases on Tuesday, so I was wishing you yes, a of course. belated birthday. But I think it's important to note that I knew it was your birthday That's right. Day meaning Monday when we were recording, not today meaning Tuesday
0: when this episode is released. That's right. And also you wished me before all of this just a regular old happy birthday. So like (laughs) Yeah,
1: but if it's just you, I don't get credit. That's why
0: I have to do it on mic. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. (laughs) You gotta make sure you gotta make sure you get credit. Um Mark, uh what 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 was I gonna do? Speaking of credit, here we go. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of credit, uh, how would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces and get credit for playing it or not playing it? Uh, I don't know how that works. Um, you can, all you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, and then I send you my copy of uh, Sonic Forces. You, you, give us, you give us a mailing address. I send it to that mailing address. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. It doesn't cost you anything. It is the perfect borrowing program the perfect program of of any kind really yeah absolutely um, we did get, uh, we have, uh, I, I I'm going to call this breaking news. I don't think it is breaking news, uh, but, a, an update on Sonic forces from a, a listener, um, on Twitter at, and extinction, um, Adam who writes, uh, they are still making DLC for Sonic forces. Nintendo must have heard about the borrowing program. Uh, it is, it's called episode shadow, which is a prequel story and Sega and Atlas skins, which include persona five and jet set radio for the avatar. Um, which uh the you know whatever the the skins and like the other items and stuff that that's not a lot but a whole uh, prequel episode that you know could be okay you yeah. could play that right now if you wanted to <laughs> not right I mean, now but well someday. especially
1: you and you could borrow Sonic Forces it doesn't come with yes. the DLC but you could purchase the DLC have that tied to your account and then when you return the game you could get back on the list so eventually you'd be able to play it again. And remember
0: the fond memories of the Shadow prequel story. Wow, that is really playing the long game because I feel like if someone, look, I'm not going to discourage anyone from putting their name on the list, but if you put your name on the list right now, it's going to be a little while (laughs) before uh, Sonic Forces comes to you just because, you know, there's only one copy of the game. The mail is the mail. People can keep it for as long as they want. Uh, Every time I send it out, I never know if it's coming back. Um, So, you know, it just, these things take time is what I'm saying. Also,
1: Adam, um, you told us that they are still making DLC, but the fact that there was DLC at all was news to me.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, I assume that they were continuing to support it with like new outfits or, you know, whatever for the Avatar, but like actually putting in new like levels and stuff, that feels like a big deal. Um, Mark, another big deal. Um, Let's talk about our... Need for your Mario memories. We are going to be doing an episode at the end of October. All of October, we're celebrating the Mario's 35th anniversary. Um, and we're going to close it out on October 29th with an episode about our favorite Mario memories. These are our experiences being moved by Mario and his games. We need your memories, too, so we can talk about those and share them on the show. You should email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, and I can already tell you, this is going to be a good episode and you want to be part of this good episode. So tell us, you know, tell us the, the ways and the times that Mario has affected you. Um, Mark, we have uh one more tweet we wanted to check in on, uh, this one, uh, in, in response to us talking about, um, the motion controls in The Legend of Zelda The Skyward Sword and how they would translate over to the Switch in a new like HD version. The, the, the rumored we've seen uh, you know postings on um, uh, I, I believe most recently on like Amazon UK um, and there were a couple other places. Anyway um, so we got a, a tweet from Paul at Paul C. Pace um, that reads the Joy-Con have much more precise and advanced motion control than the Wii Motion Plus and the pointer was always used for automatic calibration so those controls would would be easily portable not portable but easily portable um i don't know what they do with about the switch light yeah great point no i there there would be virtually no way to put this thing on the switch light
1: yeah and i I guess uh because i think paul was responding to we were talking about how like how are they going to do motion controls with the switch anyways because it uses different technology from the Wii motion plus Plus. Um, and yeah, I guess I did a little bit of research after this, and Paul is right as far as I can tell, where you know like the Wii motion plus was most was just adding like a gyroscope to the Wii mode basically or a more like precise gyroscope to the Wii mode, and then the Wii mode itself, the only thing that the switch is missing is like the actual like pointer control with the sensor that went above your t. v. that was on the Wii, so I guess like technologically they are fairly similar. But it just, it seems, well, I don't know, just different to me. Like, it's, the Switch's motion controls yeah. feel different to me. But that's, like, one of those imperceptible, you know, like, things that you can't measure. Like, I could 100% be wrong.
0: Scientifically, it <laughs> appears I am wrong. Right, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly sounds like you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, no matter what, I'm, I'm excited to see what... Uh, what parts of that um, motion control they they keep and what parts of it they kind of tweak for you know a, a different experience and especially considering uh, you know how much they really need to make sure it works for the the Switch Lite and for a handheld experience like yeah. you, it just needs to work there somehow assuming figure out it's a way. coming at all. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, it may be that it doesn't have to work under any scenario whatsoever <laughs> because the product is fictional. <laughs> um, all right, Mark. Let's get into what we've been playing this week
1: so i finished paper mario the origami king congratulations thank you i i really enjoyed my time with it like it um it's a solid beat title like
0: i don't know that i
1: will ever go back And sorry was
0: that was that a solid beat or a solid b title
1: oh a, a solid b As in, like like a grade. uh, Okay. Yes, like a a grade. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I don't know that I'll ever go back and replay it, but I definitely enjoyed my time with it. Um, I, for a while, was trying to get like all of the different treasures and collectibles that they had. But by the end, I was like, whatever. Uh, I missed a couple, and it's like, there's no chance I'm going back to get those. Yeah. So what does it even matter at that point? Like, once you break that seal, it's just like, sayonara collectibles. Doesn't even matter yeah. anymore.
0: Oh, man, that's such a good feeling when you, you get through an area and you're like, five out of six? Oh, well. <laughs> that's how I play this game now. Yeah, it
1: was a relief. But I, I, I like Paper Mario, the Origami King. It kind of has me interested to go back and try um, Sticker Star or one of like, the other ones. Just because, like, I, I don't think I would do it now. I think it'd be too much Paper Mario. But um, And I know that Origami King is better regarded than Sticker Star was. But it's like I just I like that world, like I like the sensibility of the Paper Mario games, and so um it might be fun to
0: at least try it. Yeah, it's tough uh, that uh, I guess um with your current setup of a Switch and a 3DS, um Sticker Star is really the only other one that you right. have access to. Right? Cuz I would do Color Splash um, for sure. Totally, but only on the Wii U, which means no one will ever play it. <laughs> Um, We have both been playing uh, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time, thanks to our our friends at um, Adult Swim Games for uh, providing us with uh, codes for that. I think uh, we're both uh, early days in it right now. We just got access to it over the weekend. Um, I'm enjoying what I've played so far. It's got a, a... I, I was about to say that it, it uh, feels like the combat is Souls-like, um, but I'm not actually uh, well-versed enough in the Dark Souls games. So to me, it felt like Jedi Fallen Order.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, to me, it felt like, um, uh, I don't know, just like a, a fairly basic, not in a bad way, but I mean, just like a like uh, meat and potatoes action game. Um, it like probably the one that I played most recently was last year the um Avengers or sorry the Marvel Ultimate Alliance three that came out oh, on okay. Switch and it reminds me a lot of that where it's just like oh yep there's like this menu with a ton of uh like upgrades and I'm collecting so like, many this, upgrades like, yeah, yeah like all that kind of stuff uh yeah but I I'm enjoying what I'm playing but it feels very like Adult Swim games to me where it's like yeah this is like a forty dollar title. It looks pretty good, but you know like uh you're running through corridors, beating up bad guys, and it's good at what it yeah.
0: does, but it's not much more than that um so far i and we i think mentioned this last week, but neither you or I are real big, like samurai jack guys, um and I had not anticipated that they could be like an element of. I understand the name of this game is uh, Samurai Jack: Battle Through Time. That I did not anticipate that there would be a time travel element to a Samurai Jack story. <laughs> Does Samurai Jack travel through time? This is something I don't know. Well, I think the beginning, or because I don't know if you watched
1: when you boot did, up, yeah. when you boot up the game the first time, you get like yeah. the intro to the cartoon that I remember from like the early aughts or late 90s when it was first showing on Cartoon Network. And he, I'm pretty sure the Samurai Jack, like, in the beginning gets, like, sucked through time through a, by a coup uh, to, like, this okay. different time. But then I think the game is taking you through, like, um, different times so you can meet characters from the Samurai Jack game in, like, different states.
0: Um, that makes sense i think we'll probably have uh more uh, complete reactions to it um next week after we've had a little bit of time um, to sit with it. Um, speaking of games that I've had a little bit more time to sit with, um, I'm still playing a short hike. Um, I'm uh being kind of conscious about not being in it for too long. Um, a short hike we mentioned uh, last week is uh or came out um as part of the uh indie direct or the whatever it's called the uh, Nintendo Indie World Showcase, um, and uh, is uh feels very much like Breath of the Wild in that you are on a Uh, an island with a mountain in the middle and uh, you can climb anything um, and the goal is just explore, um, and it's very like organic in how your um, your your next goal is sort of like handed out to you, um, and how you are basically just uh, doing things based on uh, what the animals you encounter say they want to happen. So like someone uh, wants some shells, and you collect some shells, you give them the shells, and then uh, your character is like, "Oh, okay, cool. So what do I get?" Um, and then he's like, "They're like, get. You don't get any." <laughs> You made me happy. (laughs) Um, So that's all super charming. Uh, I I think that I, um, as you progress through the game, you collect gold feathers, which allow you to um, fly more and climb more. Uh, And I now have like eight or nine feathers, um, which feels like a lot. I feel like I have a wide range of mobility, uh, and I'm going to be able to climb on the top of this mountain soon, Mark. I'm telling you, it's going to happen soon. And I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, and then I also, I absolutely completed Picross S uh, on on the Switch, which means I did all of the Picross and Mega Picross uh, puzzles. Whoa. Which, yeah, remember when uh, a couple weeks ago when I was like, I'm going to try them. I'm going to try to figure out how to do a Mega Picross. Mark, I did it. I figured it <laughs> out. I know how to do it. Um, did you which like just it? opens a whole world yeah yeah i did of course um it, it's pit cross and as soon as you wrap your head around how a pit cross like a new kind of it works mm-hmm. you know it, it it took me a second to get my head around the the 3d pick cross to get my head around color pick cross um and i feel like this mega pit cross was just like the last piece of the puzzle um the last version of it that i just didn't totally understand now i feel like i totally understand it give me all your pick crosses i want them all i want just I, I should download that that S two uh, tonight as soon as I'm done with this. Uh, we also got an email from Connor um connor writes in uh to sort of fill in some of our, our our gaps here um about uh games that came out in the indie showcase he picked up uh, takashi and hiroshi um which is sort of to to recap um is a uh game where you are playing as ta- takashi who is developing an rpg uh game for his little brother who is sick in bed um to play uh and uh you know, Connor kind of walks us through um, the the premise there, um, but I, I mostly liked his his wrap up. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read that here. Um, he says, overall, this game is absolutely adorable, and I thoroughly enjoyed the limited but fun battle sequences. The stop motion animation is wonderful. The characters are simple but relatable and well written. And I'm super interested to see if they can build on this idea to make another game that functions the same way. I highly recommend Takashi and Hiroshi to anyone who likes RPGs. I happen to be playing through Final Fantasy X for the first time, so it's been a real treat playing these games side-by-side with the the battles for Takashi and Hiroshi feel very, like a very simplified inverse of Final Fantasy 10s. It's been like what I imagine pairing a great wine with a delicious steak is. Is that what fancy people do? He says in parentheses. <laughs> uh, for $8, the game is a must try a must try, and a true joyful experience of three to four hours or so, especially if you like this, the look of the stop motion donuts. It's true. The food, all of the uh, everything in this game looks amazing because of that sort of like stop motion quality. Um, he says, thanks, fellas. Keep up the good work. Connor. Um, Connor, thank you uh, for that. There are so many games in these Indie World Showcases, um, and I, you know, I would love for us to be able to play them all mm-hmm. uh, and you know talk for a little bit uh, about each one, but that is
1: not possible. <laughs> yeah, Connor, that, uh, thank you for writing in about uh, Takeshi and Hiroshi. And also, I'm so jealous of you for getting to play Final Fantasy X for the first time. Um, I love that game. And, uh, it, it's, like, one of those things where, you know, like, I love Breath of the Wild, and no repeat of playing Breath of the Wild will yeah. ever, like, recapture that experience, and so I hope you enjoy Final Fantasy X, too. Uh, yes, or X I, as well, and if you like X, right. two, that's
0: great as well. Right, and it's probably in the package that you bought of X <laughs> and X, two, t- two together, right? So... You could probably do that. I I am also playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PlayStation right now Ooh. because it was on it was on sale. Um, and I don't think this is a very good game. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, I, the the uh, the battle sequences are fun. Marky, uh, we we played the the opening sequence at um at E3 the last time there actually was an E3, um and then I played the demo of that same sequence uh, when it came out recently. Um and then so now I'm I'm, I'm playing the game and I am. Uh, Pretty disappointed in all of the writing, most of the performances, uh, and the way the game, like, just makes you wallow in some of the most boring, mundane, kind of crappy parts of of the original that's sad. It's, it's a it's a real bummer. Um, I'm going to finish it because you know even though I am not always enjoying myself, it is still the world of Final Fantasy VII, and so I'm just uh, immediately in love with it. Um, it's like how at some point, it, probably sometime this year, I'll rewatch Rise of Skywalker. Like it's just gonna happen. <laughs> um, so you know, I'm just in the bag for some things. Uh, but yeah, um, can't say that I recommend Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I know that that's not a popular opinion, but there it is. Um, all right, uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week.
1: So there's one here, Patrick, that I think came out last week that you wanted to talk yes. about in most...
0: Yes. So we, uh, again, the brought it up on the indie world showcase, um, inmost is a, uh, like pixel based 2d, um, platforming cinematic, like action platformer, um, that, uh, has like three protagonists and it's like creepy. Um, and it was one that was sort of on my radar when they originally announced it. And then I was, uh, it was like an abrupt little like reminder that the game still exists. Uh, And I just wanted to uh, make a point to say that it came out last week and obviously wasn't on our um, schedule of things that were going to come out last week. And then today um, a game
1: called over the Alps is coming out on the switch switch eShop, which I might be available for other platforms like mobile or um, PC already, but it's the first that I heard about it. So it seems to be like a game that's told mostly through like um these postcards and it looks like really stylish Ooh. but basically like it's uh it takes place i think in like 1930s late 30s um switzerland and it's all about like trying to uh stay undercover and evade the police um they they marketed as kind of like this hitchcockian like world war ii spy thriller. Um, like the 13 steps is what like comes to mind immediately. Yeah. And so it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to pick it up this week, but I added it to my watch list in the eShop so I could see if it ever like goes on sale or anything. It's actually on sale right now. It's um eleven dollars and four cents versus the twelve ninety nine it normally is, but it's one that I'm definitely like uh interested in because I I love that like the idea of that like genre mashup is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, well, and, like, the graphical presentation, like you say, is just so, like, clean and simple. It's got that, like, almost, like, 1950s uh, graphic design aesthetic to it. Um, yeah, yeah, they, it seem, they, they really say cool. that
1: it's, like, kind of based on, like, those old travel posters. Yeah, yeah, real neat. And then on uh, Thursday, August 27th, uh, the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition is released. I was about to say finally released. Um, I don't know that... Like it really warrants the finally, just feels like this has been looming out there for a while.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I when when we got the release date, I feel like we said we're finally getting a release date for it, so now it's finally coming out. Right? <laughs> let's, let, let, let's keep it up, especially because it's a Final Fantasy game, it feels thematically appropriate. Um, yeah, so this is the uh, the fine the uh, multiplayer, um, like Final Fantasy. Um, every time I see footage of this game, it looks like uh Dragalia lost to me
1: mm, mm-hmm. even i I feel like even the original game, I can totally see how you have that. I'm imagining for my time playing Dragalia lost like the little like chibi hero like running yeah. uh through that like screen that you would run through for whatever reason where like your companions were like on the side of the road.
0: oh yeah, we where, where they're almost kind of like skipping <laughs> down the road. yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> um yeah, i totally I totally get what you, where you're coming from. Crystal Chronicles on the GameCube was a game that I, like, bought but never had anybody to play with or had, like, the connectors for the GBA or anything like that. I'm curious how much, like, this is that game and how much, like, by remastered, it's, like, more just, like, a total revamp.
0: Yeah, and this is one that I haven't really heard anything about um, in terms of, like, advanced uh reviews or anything like that. And I guess the, you know, reviews could be still like popping sometime this week. Um, but I'm going to, keep an eye on it because like if there is a good uh you know this game is expressly not couch co-op um but you can play with uh people remotely um if this is a game that uh you know mark you and i could play together or something like that uh in like sort of mindlessly grinding away again this is one where uh like there's a free version of the game where you can play through the entirety of the game as long as one person in your party has has the full price game so like that might be something fun to look into
1: yeah, totally. Um, because we could like split the cost. Yeah, we should totally look into this. Yeah, yeah. This 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 is a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> and then also on Thursday, uh, the RPG Moon is released. This is the one that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Now that's an
0: anti-RPG, right? Oh, right. <laughs> it is. It is.
1: It is. Maybe perhaps the original anti-RPG. Mm. Um, we talked about it a few weeks ago. It was released in Japan only on the PlayStation One. Um, and is now getting like an official English release for the first time. Uh, r- apparently like one of those like hidden well-regarded gems, kind of like an Undertale be- way before Undertale. Um, yeah. you like get through the whole thing. I think like, it's all about like love and not about like combat. It it just seems, it seems really interesting. It's another one that I added to my wishlist. Um, and then also on Thursday, I just want to point out that there is a retro classics with an X. Uh, two in one, bad dudes and two crude dudes release. This is just one of those things where it's like, I don't know what's different about this version or if the licensee changed, because both of these games are available separately right now as part of like the Johnny Turbo's arcade uh like series of titles that maybe yeah. is still happening, but was definitely happening like a year or two ago. Um, but if you want to pick up both at the same time at a price that I don't know,
0: you can do so now. Um two things about this one uh, i I think the um like licensing for uh older for like classic arcade games or classic games that are basically just not Nintendo games um are wild because I think everyone th- assumes that there is some inherent value in every old game um and so and there is like some right like someone has nostalgia for everything right like um but it's just it's just funny to me like to see these things like sort of uh trade hands and um for people to try to like leverage uh an ip like bad dudes into you know making a couple bucks um but then also is two crude dudes a sequel to bad dudes
1: (laughs) i don't know i think they're thematically linked you know, like uh, sure, a spiritual successor. <laughs> yes, if if not like an actual, you know, like a uh, tried and true sequel. I mean, bad mm. dudes, you know, has some amount of cultural cash. Like you were saying, you know, like right. Uh, are kidnapped- you a bad enough dude to ex- save the president? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, two crude dudes. I don't know that much about, but it sounds like my mom wouldn't like them very much at
0: all. No. Well, it is. It doesn't. It look they are crude. Yes. Do we know that they're rude? it's implied it's not actually in the title um also it's funny to me that bad dudes obviously uh wait are you the bad dudes are you a bad enough dude yeah for sure uh and, and that's two player right so there it are already there are already two dudes in there bad dudes <laughs> so the second one two crude dudes i guess it's just the difference between bad and good yes bad no bad and crude <laughs> Uh, Mark, we're getting wrapped around the axle here. <laughs> um, so, okay, so something else I, I did want to mention uh, before we move off the, the new releases. There is, again, a, a sale uh, on, on the eShop. Um, we mentioned the indie sale uh, on our Thursday episode, um, but there are a, a bunch of other games on the North American eShop that are on sale, including a couple first-party titles, and you'll see a lot of these same sales being reflected at uh, brick-and-mortar retailers like Walmart and Target and Best Buy. Um, but, uh, so, you know, first party titles that are on sale. One, two switch is down 10 bucks. Um, arms is down, uh, almost 20, $18. It's forty one ninety nine. Um, Let's see other first-party stuff. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, I guess, is a second game, so that's wrong. But I think the big one is Luigi's Mansion Three. Um, I have seen l- sort of a a lot of um, like renewed interest for that game because it is down to forty one ninety nine from its normal sixty, um, and it's not going to stay at that price forever. And is a great game to pick up for about forty bucks. Um, I think. That may, that may be a direct quote from uh, our initial reactions to playing the game that like, we like it, man, would it be a, a killer, like not full price game. Um, and there's a handful of other like I- interesting titles on on here too. Uh, Catherine Full Body is uh, ten bucks cheaper than it normally is. Uh, Cuphead is down by like five bucks. Um, Just Dance Twenty Twenty is half price. Yeah, that's uh, a great deal. Yeah. Like I talked about uh, two weeks ago. Like I
1: had a lot of fun with the game and have still been playing it here and there. Um, and for twenty bucks, I, I I really think that's a great deal.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, always keep your eye on the sales. Uh, They are active. Um, All right, Mark, let's close out the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on this show. It is time for 4.33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33 where a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, you have suggested the topic. I will let you introduce it.
1: Yeah, uh, talking about rediscovering music. I feel like... Mm, um, As a concept? Yeah, like as a concept where like you... Oh, no, 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 not as a concept. (laughs) Very specific. Like you just forgot that music (laughs) existed. (laughs) No, I mean, like uh, I feel like this happened when I was younger, when I would like buy CDs or something and I would have an album and then I didn't really like it. And then maybe like years or months later, I would like return to it and I'd be like, wow, like it clicked for me that time where it didn't the first time. Nowadays I feel what happens more often is I like hear something somewhere and I'm like, "Oh, okay, like I'll Shazam it and then put it on my like add it to my like list in Spotify or something and then yeah. totally forget about it and then it comes up in some mix or I'm like looking through my albums and I'm looking for something else and I'm like, "What is this? Like who is this? Why did I ever put this on my phone?" And then I l- listen to it again and Sometimes I'm like, "Oh right," because I really like this. And other times I'm like, "I still don't
0: get it. Like, why did I put this on my phone?" Um do do you have a a, a recent of a, example of something that uh well, you, you like yeah uh, re- like, rediscovered?
1: So it came up in you know like a um for you type shuffle, and uh, it was it was from like uh a couple of songs from like the Beatles album, the Magical Mystery Tour, which is one that yeah. I had, like never ever even like think about and then it made me I don't know I was just like oh wow like is there stuff on here that I should have been paying attention to
0: because previously I just kind of wrote the whole thing off. Um, so I, I can say that I, I have had a little bit of an experience like that uh recently with the Weaker Thans. I don't know if you're familiar with the band called The Weaker Thans. Um, but I, I just sort of through like normal, you know, internet uh puttering um encountered a song by uh John K. Sampson, who is the uh lead singer of the Weaker Thans, called Fantasy Baseball at the end of the world. Um, and it is about uh d- um it it is about uh being so angry about like the state of the world uh, and trying to escape into fantasy baseball, but your mind just keeps returning to like how awful everything is. Um, and specifically he how much he wants to see the president suffer. <laughs> like the, the song takes a, a dark turn. It's incredible. I absolutely recommend it. Um, but uh, it has sort of driven me back to the weaker than's, um, which have a sort of like um. Uh, more airy and less pretentious Decemberist vibe to them. Um, So like, uh, you know, a very sort of like acoustic lo-fi stuff. And so I've really been enjoying going back into that. Um, Sufjan Stevens recently put out a a new single ahead of um, his his record, which uh, the single is called uh, America. Um, And it's like, you know it's Sufie and Stevens so it's a 12 minute long song uh, and 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 the the hook is uh don't do to me what you did to america and it's about religion um so it just it it has sent me back through all of his catalog cuz there is nothing i love more than Sufie and Stevens struggling with his relationship to god it's so good <laughs>
1: and i assume by doing an, an album called america he's just checking one giant box on his 50
0: states project <laughs> Uh, Mark, perfectly perfectly timed there. Uh, we were accompanied today by the EBU, your radio orchestra. Mark, let's get into the news.
1: And that means it is, of course, rumor time. Uh, rumor time! <laughs> the Taipei-based newspaper Economic Daily News is reporting that a new version of the Switch hardware will be coming as early as 2021. Um, this information, like a lot of these are, is apparently by way of like, uh, component manufacturers, um, and some of the bullet points in the report, they say new switch will begin production as soon as, uh, the fourth quarter of the 2020 fiscal year, which for Nintendo would be like the end of March.
0: Yeah. Um, does that, I just, okay, uh, I want to ask if that feels like a realistic timeline to you, but do we want to, like, grind through the rest of these bullet points real fast? And yeah, like let's, let's grind through them, and yeah. then
1: we'll, we'll we'll see where we are. So, uh, Q4 2021, like, of the fiscal year, which, again, for Nintendo would be March, the end of March, um, will be geared to launch in the first quarter of the fiscal year 2021, which would be beginning in April 2021. Macronics, pixart and welltrend are included on the list of new manufacturers for the next gen switch um new switch will have better interactions communications uh transliterated as quote more interactivity and will have a new display quality which may refer to like a more crisper output but not necessarily like uh like higher resolution of the screen itself Micronix is the manufacturer that produces the NOR flash chipsets. I don't know what NOR is. Um, used for storage media on the Switch. Pixart is the manufacturer that will produce the next-gen Joy-Con controllers, including the hand gesture sensing. And then Welltrend is the manufacturer that produces and designs the USB port on the Switch.
0: Uh, okay, so a lot to uh, un- unpack from this but if if these rumors are true um let's try to piece together what the actual system like looks like what is, what is the the next version of the switch what what are the features that these bullet points I- I- imply to us so first i feel like we have yeah. to like
1: as part of our wild speculation are we wildly <laughs> speculating that this is a like new switch like the successor to the switch or that this is like a new 3ds type upgrade where it's basically the 3ds but just a little bit uh like fancier
0: yeah i mean i'm sort of expecting it to be uh, a sort of a halfway point between the two, maybe more in line with, um, you know, the the Xbox uh, One X or the uh, PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, so like, you know, the, the difference between the 3DS and the new 3DS wasn't really that great. Um, and for the most part, and just like I expect this to be uh, that all the it's still going to be just be called the Switch, right? And that uh, all software will work on all versions of the Switch is my expectation. Um, what is Is that what you're thinking too? Or that it will actually be like a generational difference? Uh,
1: no, I, I don't think it'll be a generational difference. Um, Nintendo has talked a lot about how, you know, they want to expand the li- Switch's lifespan. It doesn't seem to me that they're mm-hmm. looking to like truncate it in any way. Um, but, you know, like I could see how uh, a stepped degree of change just kind of like the new 3ds right where it's like same basic thing a little bit um faster a little bit like the features are a little bit more refined but that's where i am like lost in all of this because the the steps from the 3ds to the new 3ds i agree with you that it wasn't like a uh a huge uh like revolution but it just like refined a lot of the things that were yeah. problematic about the 3DS like uh you know it added the head tracking for the 3D itself and the on like the chip was a lot faster so just like the system booted faster and you could load games faster and like all that kind of stuff and i struggle to see um like personally like when i'm using my switch like there's not a lot that i'm like boy i like this but i wish it did x
0: yeah i mean there there is like some There is the dimension of, like, I just wish it ran third-party games better. Like, you know, you had your experience with... The outer worlds, right? Um, that like you know, uh, you enjoyed the game, but you know, with the caveat that like the Switch is probably not the place to play it, um, you know, and and Nintendo's always going to be good for uh, developing to the very specific limitations of their platform, uh, and it's always going to be fine for for indie games too. But you know, just to sort of uh, keep up with what the other uh, platforms um, are offering or have already offered, um, it makes sense to just sort of you know, goose the thing a little bit, make it a little bit more powerful just in general. The um I don't know if this is what uh they're referring to with better interactions slash communications, um, but like anything to increase that thing's ability to connect to Wi-Fi would be greatly appreciated. Um, you know, the the online, and I know a lot of that is also just like the infrastructure of like individual games, um, but like it, it doesn't always connect to the Wi-Fi as, as strongly and as solidly as it should. Um, but also on top of that, if there are other ways to communicate, like yeah, It should really be able to, you should be able to use Bluetooth headphones with it. Um, mm, you know, th- there are just like yeah. some, some like simple uh, sort of like common ways that other uh, devices its size are able to connect to things that the, the Switch just isn't doing at, at at the same level that I really want to see um, the, the Switch do. Yeah, that's, those are, I mean, that's like
1: perfect examples. And those are the type of things where I could see, right, in this like new Switch, the Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it um that it does do like it can run third-party games like a little bit better uh it does have better wi-fi it does you know like allow you to connect bluetooth headset to it i i do i think all of that stuff you're saying makes sense but to me that's kind of like where it ends where it's like it's still a switch it's just like a
0: little bit more refined um i I gotta tell you, I am intrigued by uh the the following bullet point Pixart is the manufacturer and will produce the next gen joy con controllers next gen joy con controllers. first of all, I'm having a hard time saying that next gen joy con controllers um what do the joy cons currently lack uh that could be included in a next gen upgrade? Do you know what I think? Uh, I think it's not what they lack
1: and could include. I think it's that they finally fixed Joy-Con drift. Ooh boy!
0: I mean, that would be good. <laughs> uh, Joy-Con drift is a problem that has been plaguing those things for too long. Um, so I think that's a pretty safe bet. Do you think there's any way that they um put like a a, a regular old D-pad on on the left Joy-Con, like I'd... replace those buttons with a D-pad?
1: Yeah, I. Don't know, but I will say that I'm. Su- I obviously I know that Hori like the from like third parties you can get one. Yeah, but I uh, I would love to see Nintendo do that. I will also throw out there. Let's just pretend we're living in a world where uh, a Super Mario Sunshine remake for Switch exists. Could we see those, you know, when the Switch was first announced, we saw a lot of, like, people do, like, mock-ups where it's like, yeah, and this is what it would look like with, like, uh, GameCube controllers, like, a GameCube controller cut in half and, you know, like, put in the rails on the side of a Switch. It's like, I would, it would, for the same reason that I bought both, like, the NES controllers and the SNES controllers for the Switch, it would delight me to no end if there was, like, a GameCube
0: controller variant for the uh, Switch. Totally, um, and you know one one of the features of that GameCube controller, and specifically calling out uh Mario Sunshine, is uh the the triggers are um analog, right? Right. Uh, so the the current the current triggers on the JoyCons are uh, just on or off; they're they're digital. Um, and if uh, the new Joy-Con triggers could be uh, analog, that could be uh, I mean that then sort of like raises the question of like, okay, how then is the software uh, really, can it really go between the two versions of the Switch? Um, But like, you know, they they could fix that there. Um, The battery life on the Joy-Cons is good, so that's not like a a place where it needs improvement or anything like that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like... Uh, Joy-Con is one of the places where we were um, most surprised when the Switch was uh, originally announced. Like one of the places where it was like, "Oh, this is this is where the impressive tech for this machine is is in these Joy Cons." Um, and so I'll just be interested to see uh, what the new ones can do. What do you make of the including hand gesture sensing?
1: I I do that I don't know. Well, I mean, because <laughs> technically the you know like the IR reader on the right Joy-Con they had they have used that for gesture sensing like rock paper scissors and stuff like that in the past so i think like all of this we should take with a huge grain of salt right because of it's course, yeah. through like four layers of um sources and so even assuming this is true it could completely turn out to be like that they're just talking about features that already exist and the person who's talking yeah. about it like isn't aware of that
0: yeah. And then everyone, like, uh, you know, anyone who writes it up or repeats it, as we are now, of course, um, is just like, oh, yeah, uh, hand hand gesture sensing. I, I don't know what that is. Sure. Maybe that's a new thing. But, like, no, it's uh, it's always been doing it. Right. Let's talk about the timeline now. The question that I withheld uh, from earlier, um, if they were to begin production uh, at the beginning of 2021 or uh, Q4 2020, um, which are the, the, the same thing. Does that make sense to you as like a a, a viable timeline for uh, it just I, I'm thinking about the new console launches um, at the end of this year for PlayStation and Microsoft and about how the, about like the sort of bottleneck that they're creating. Um, and, you know, both of those systems, they've sort of uh, kind of laid the groundwork already that things are going to be in limited supply when they launch um, and that they're just going to have to keep pumping them out at a high level for a long time in order to meet demand. Um will those systems be out of the way by this point? Or it, it feels too close to me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, that's a good that's a good question. And I don't know what um, you know, like manufacturers that Sony and PlayStation or sorry, Sony and Microsoft use for their consoles. I do think like it's notable that Q uh that in twenty twenty one, like March twenty twenty one, that we will be four years old, which you know, for all intents and purposes is probably like, you know, the middle of its life cycle and is, or is a time that makes sense to me that you would introduce like kind of like a upgraded version
0: of it. So that seems to like line up. Uh, so both you and I set out uh the the switch light. Neither of us uh, purchased the the switch light. Um, would you be interested in upgrading your switch? Is this something that you would buy into? Maybe. I, yeah, I th- think th- consider it.
1: Right. Mind. Yeah. Exactly. Like I I think it really would just depend on the value proposition because I'm very happy with my switch right now. I held on to my OG 3ds, but that's because I wasn't like I I wasn't playing enough of it to really like justify uh the new 3ds to me. But with the Switch, it's, like, what I game on at, you yeah. know, like, full stop right now. And so, depending on what's offered, yeah, like, upgrading would make total sense.
0: Yep, I'm right there with you. Um, it, it, I, I feel like if, uh, if this thing does, in fact, you know, come out in, like, April or something, that I will probably upgrade my Switch before, um, you know, getting, like, a PlayStation 5 or whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh well while we're dabbling in rumors dare we bring up the fact that there are lots of rumors Whew. swirling that a Nintendo Direct or some sort of Nintendo presentation uh, is going to be happening this week um maybe Friday specifically and who knows maybe this is one of those things where by the time this is posted or shortly thereafter Nintendo will confirm whether it's happening or not but we're just I I'm mentioning it now maybe maybe we're getting a general direct um on friday that which would be basically one full year since the last
0: like full direct that uh we got which uh yeah so it it has been a long time since the last uh general direct it doesn't just feel like it it also just has been um and yeah i mean so obviously you know we're, we're we're due for it we're it's it's I think I think it's coming. Do you think it's coming? I believe this. I I always I tend to believe these rumors, but I believe this rumor.
1: I be- I believe something is coming. Um, <laughs> I think it could be like like let's say these the Mario stuff is true. So maybe it's a Mario Direct. It's like just talking about everything they're doing for the 35th anniversary. Um, or yeah, maybe it's a full blown general. I don't know. I uh, just uh, give me that news. Give me, give me, give me.
0: Yeah, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Um I this is also uh I, I the timing makes sense to me too. Um as Gamescom's opening night live is uh Thursday, like Thursday during the day because Gamescom is uh, a big uh, um, European trade show um, for video games and is the biggest one in in the world. Um, and so if Nintendo was holding for anything, uh, they would be holding for uh, for Gamescom. So it, it makes perfect sense to me that uh, they would wait for sort of that thing to uh, for opening night live to happen, which is uh, being helmed by Jeff uh, Keeley um, of of the Game Awards and sort of being um, touted as the season finale to the summer game fest um oh right that was the thing uh, yeah yeah well yeah which is just ridiculous marketing speak for here's what happens when we take e3 and blow it up over (laughs) three and a half months uh, and nothing is special and it's all just the news um so i like i honestly do wonder if nintendo was like okay when does that end and then we then we do our own thing um yeah
1: yeah, because a Friday direct would definitely be—it's unusual for Nintendo, but uh, that timing totally makes sense to me. Um, also, you know, it's hard to know whether this is reading the tea leaves because we're always getting announcements like this, but it does—or uh, reports like this—but there uh, seems to be a confluence of, you know, like uh leaks happening right now. There's a Guatemalan retailer last week who had a listing for like a Prince of Persia remake for Switch and PS4. Um the icons for the Switch itself, the Joy-Con grip and the Pro controller were found in the demo file for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remakes that haven't been announced for Switch. Um there's the Skyward Sword thing. So, you know, it does feel like something's brewing and I think we all agree that uh, it feels like
0: we're due yeah yeah look uh are we setting ourselves up to be disappointed mark <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to let us uh feel it this time though, you know? Uh I feel like in, in in the past and over the past year, we have preached caution um which is right, uh but uh I'm I'm going to throw that all out now. I'm going to go against our principles. I'm going to say let's get excited. Let's build this up in our minds. Uh it's going to blow us all away. We're all going to be happy. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo of America announced
1: on Twitter that they'll be officially bringing the Nintendo Switch to Brazil soon. Uh, no official release date has been given, but they um, uh, shared a Facebook page and an Instagram page that fans can follow if they want like the latest
0: updates and more information. And Brazil's a pretty big uh, uh, emerging gaming market, um, so it'll be good for Nintendo to get in there. Yesterday, Sega announced
1: a big update for Puyo Puyo Champions. Uh, including a spectator mode, secret characters, a game speed option, um, new gummy Puyo types, uh, and more. The update releases on August 27th in Japan and presumably around the same time outside of Japan, but we don't know for sure. Uh, I bring this up uh, because the game looks like it's on sale for $3.99 right now on the Switch eShop, um, and I think it's on sale through the 31st. And I know you like uh, Puyo Puyo, or at least I think you like Puyo Puyo, Patrick.
0: Yeah, uh I mean I am a big fan of uh the Puyo Puyo Tetris uh game that came out right al- right around the time of the Switch's launch. Um and then uh have been playing uh Puyo Puyo on the uh SNES um Switch online. Yeah. Um but I have not uh, I have not dabbled in the uh Champions edition. Um I should if it's 3.99? Yeah. All right, I'm I'm, I'm going to buy that tonight. <laughs> Um. An- um.
1: Th- yeah. Go ahead. Oh no. I was just gonna say there's another second announcement. Uh, they're going to start selling a Sonic Mania slash Sonic Team Racing two pack for Switch. It'll be a physical edition that releases October 22nd for 39.99.
0: Yeah, it's October 26th. Oh, 26th. Um, uh, yeah. Um. The uh 39.99 I think is a good deal, but uh Sonic Mania is routinely on sale for 10 bucks. Um, so like if you're interested in, uh, forking over 30 for, um, team Sonic racing, then fine. Uh, but otherwise like it, Sonic mania it, all, all the time is going down to, to 10 bucks. I think it, it's normal price is 20. Um, so like, this is probably be better than grabbing them, not on sale, but on sale, I think you can probably get them in, uh, cheaper than that. Also, uh,
1: is it weird that it's Sonic mania in Sonic team racing and not like Sonic forces in Sonic team racing?
0: I don't know why it wouldn't be all three of them together. Like, just put all those... Just be like, here is the uh, Switch Sonic experience. Play them
1: all. <laughs> I think Sonic Forces probably sells... Continues to sell decently. And so, in, in like, its physical form. And so, there's no need to, like, bundle it with Team Racing or anything like that.
0: Uh, that that's interesting. Do you think they're having a hard time moving Sonic Mania? No, I think they... Uh... It's digital only, or I guess there was a physical
1: release, but I feel like it was, like, limited, right? Yeah, I think that uh, maybe even specifically from limited run games or something like that. So I think this is the first time, at least, that I'm aware of that they're actually, like, shipping Sonic Mania. Um, I don't know, they just feel like
0: strange bedfellows to me. Yeah, I mean, it's still, like, a, a compelling package for someone who's interested in, in Sonic the Hedgehog. If, if they haven't played either of these games, um, Sonic Mania is maybe the best Sonic the Hedgehog game I've ever played. And then, like, a, a kart racer. So, like, yeah, that's, that's a fun package.
1: Uh, if any of our UK listeners are on the fence about picking up Pikmin 3 Deluxe for Switch, uh, you should know that the pre-order bonuses include a coffee-to-go cup with little uh, Pikmin on it and then a microfiber cloth with the Pikmin 3 cover art
0: on it. Um I just added uh in our notes these are good bonuses. <laughs> they these look great. Um I love the way the Pikmin 3 coffee cup yeah, looks. Yeah, the coffee cup's pretty great. Um, it's it's pretty great uh and then the the microfiber cloth just has the Pikmin 3 like cover art um so like it's it's maybe not anything super special but that cup man i want that cup this is another one that feels like a strange combination to me cuz it's like
1: no, like is the cloth so you can wi- i mean it's a nice cup so maybe it's so you can like wipe down the cup every night you know
0: make sure it has no, 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 no fingerprints no, no, no. on it <laughs> no it's it's like a working in a coffee shop kind of thing where like you you, you, you wipe down your computer i think you're wrong you think they want you to use a microfiber cloth on a cup on a coffee cup you're gonna stain that thing i think if you really
1: like the coffee cup you're gonna want to handle it with uh microfiber cloth that's just my opinion i respect coffee cups (laughs) <laughs> um Games Done Quick wrapped up last week and raised over 2.3 million dollars for Doctors Without Borders. Uh the wow. whole event was held virtually this year, but it actually like worked out really well. Um for the pieces that I watched, I didn't I think I'm sure there were some like technical glitches. There always are in an event like this big and this complex, but um it all seemed to go really smoothly to me for me and it also like in kind of like broadened the ability for like different types of games to be speedrun or shown off at games done quick like they had like a a pump it up exhibition which you know like it's like a dance dance revolution arcade machine and so somebody you know like they would never set that up at games done quick previously but it was just an opportunity for like somebody to show it off so that was a lot of fun um you can find all the runs uh, from Summer Games Done Quick on their YouTube channel. I'm still catching up, but uh, I did check out the Resident Evil 3 remake run, and uh, I watched the
0: Breath of the Wild All-Dog Treasures run. Both of those were really fun. Um, I, I also checked out the um, hard-mode Zero Lives run of The Lion King for the uh, Super NES, um, which was great. Uh, it, it, it's cool to see a game like that that I feel like isn't... Uh, does or i've i've never seen it run before i'm sure there is like a, a big community for it but just kind of acknowledging that like this is a super hard game that we all like quit um like level 3 when we were kids <laughs> um and here are people that have have mastered it and again i i just uh, even uh, you know when when, the, when these events are being uh, held live and there are all, people all in the same space, um, you know th- there's always like someone over the the person's shoulder who's who's playing, explaining what's happening, um, and they just you know uh, replicated that by having commentators that know exactly what the speedrunner is doing, um, and so it all felt like super smooth and super like natural, um, and sort of made me wish that like all twitch gaming was like this that there was just always someone there to uh you know quietly explain what's what's fun or special about what the person is doing
1: yeah i was kind of uh worried a little bit that it would be kind of there would be like an awkward zoom meeting a little bit like the nintendo treehouse live was where it was a little bit clunky a little bit you know like not polished but this felt like they had like I don't know, like, I guess a lot of these people tw- stream on Twitch, and so they are already, like, good at streaming. Um, but it definitely felt, like, very polished. Like, I was super impressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, uh, the results from last weekend's bonus Splatfest are in. This was a rematch of the original Chicken versus Egg Splatfest from March 2018. Uh, the original matchup had Team Egg winning in popularity. Uh... But this, oh, but uh, Team Chicken winning in the team and solo categories. So last year, Team Chicken, or in 2018, T- team, Ch- team Chicken took it. When we talked about this previously, uh, Patrick was weighing in heavily for Team Egg, I believe. Yes. But, uh, yes. yeah. but this year, uh, you know, once again, um, Patrick and God were defied. Uh, team Chicken won once again. Although egg won in popularity in normal and pro mode, chicken took it.
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, j- just as 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 in the past. Um uh, the the people have spoken correctly. The people have selected egg, uh, and then for whatever reason, uh, egg gets beat out in the two other categories of uh, solo and team play. Um, again, if the implied question is which came first, the chicken or the egg, the answer is the chicken. It was laid by a bird very similar to a chicken. Uh, it laid an egg. That's it. Oh wait, wait. So the answer is egg. You said chicken. Yes. My bad. Yes. Oh, boy. (laughs) I think you
1: really want to be on the record for this one. Uh, Yes, I want to to be
0: on the record. It is the egg. A bird very (laughs) similar to a chicken laid an egg, and a chicken was hatched from that. The bird that laid that first egg was not a chicken.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's basically like the X-Men, right? Like, the parents of a mutant were not necessarily mutants
0: themselves it's just thank you mark it's just like the x men <laughs> um I mean, we also just wanted to bring up that there are going to be two more bonus splatfests and again they said that they were done doing splatfest done updating splatoon but we're going to have two more bonus splatfests which will probably just be rematches of uh previous categories um between now and uh march 2021 all right mark let's get out of the news Alright, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. We like it when you do that. Um, on Twitter, you can follow us there. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nin Cart Society. You can also check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by A-Bit Betty You can get more of his music by going to apipetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, polish your coffee cup and thanks for listening. Hey, Rachel, Oscar. Yeah, yeah Claire? Claire? Do you love Disney movies? Uh-huh. Have you seen them all? Not, Not all of them. them. What do you guys think if we watch them all in chronological order and then talk about them?
1: Ooh, oh, and what if we could talk about it with some of our favorite friends?
0: <gasps> I love that. Yeah, what if we do it inside the Disney Vault? You know, that's the name of our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media. Yeah,
1: check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to yours. That's Inside the Disney Vault. Let's go! Woo. Campfire.